you know, ladies. Yeah, you know you bad. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Drinks After Work with your favorite Boston baddies, Shannon and Abby and Gail. And Gail depending on okay, the day. I was thinking about that song earlier. Does anyone know the lyrics? It's like, hey now, hey ladies. Yeah. yeah you know you bad yeah. and then it's like da, 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 da. do they say like you're a cotton-eyed bitch like what do they say right there <laughs> I don't, i've you never know, heard that i just feel like it comes on and everyone's like feeling themselves but no one knows what the lyrics are um, you next- don't need no man oh got no bands okay something dj peter yeah. dj hurley i don't even know oh, the yeah. name of the song I, I like when- I like when this happens. I like when Peter comes out of the woodwork <laughs> and like uses his DJ knowledge to help us out. Producer oh, by don't day. Need no man got your own bands. Put your hand, put up your hands. If you're a top knot bitch. Why I think they were saying if you're a cotton eyed bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of love that. No, this is not a music <laughs> podcast. If you're looking for a music podcast, go listen to music you're missing because this was yeah. atrocious. Yeah, clearly uh, not. Us. You really Anyways, came out of nowhere back. with yeah, that Yeah, welcome back to another episode, guys. We missed you. <laughs> Our second remote episode. I know. Hopefully we have returning listeners. Guys, there's only like after this episode, two more episodes of us being virtual and then we'll be restored back to our normal. Okay. Don't say that because you're because I'm like happy to be here. So you're like making (laughs) me feel like it's like gone soon, which is making me sad. But also, yes, I'm excited for that. Uh, well, I miss you. Um, it's so weird that we don't spend weekends together anymore. How the hell was your weekend? Honestly, it was really fun and crazy. Um, we had like a whole day Saturday, like planned out. Like Michael and I went to the restoration rooftop for brunch, and then we went to Common Ground, and then we went to Levine, and then we just basically went to all of the places, um, which was very fun. We were like taking the subway around. Michael, I think at one point, like went into a there's like a video on my phone of him going into a, a porter potty that was like blocked off. And Good. which like our friends told us the next day, they were like, we saw a video of someone going into a porter potty that was like chained up and you guys, like the, the person like unchained it. And we were like, what? And then we found the video, but all in all, like a good weekend, I did get into a slight squabble with someone, but <sighs> what do you mean a squabble? So I feel like I, I'm usually a pretty nice person. And I feel like when I'm drinking, I try to be nice. I feel like we, we talk about this all the time. If someone were to be mean to me, I'd be like, whatever. It's when someone's mean to like, Your or not nice to my friends. I feel like I go all like mama bear. So it wasn't even a big deal. Also, we're at this rooftop bar <clears throat> and we're like, we're leaving. And at this point we've had like multiple drinks. We've been out all day and we're going to the next place, which we probably should have just like called it. But anyways, we were getting into the elevator and Michael and I were in the elevator and our friend Dan, who we've been with like all weekend was like, Oh my gosh, I, he either like forgot his coat or like something like that. He had to like put something down. It was going to take him literally two seconds. And there was like an elevator full of people. And he was like, Oh, one second. He like goes out just to put something down or like, or maybe the guy, the the guy in the elevator was like, you can't bring drinks in here. Something like that. And he goes to put his jacket down and the guy was like, um, kind of just waiting for him for a second. We were just holding the door open for literally 
five seconds. And this classic douchebag, he's like, Hey, like, nope, he's not coming back in here, in or out. Like he's out. And we were like, what he's and uh, Michael was wicked nice. He was like, Hey, we're just waiting for our friend. Um, he's just putting his drink down. It's going to take literally two seconds. Like Dan was already running already on his way back at this point. He's like, yeah, I don't really give a fuck um, about you and your <gasps> little friend. He's like, we're going down. He's like, don't have, don't really have time for this. Like, and just like being a complete asshole. So I turned to the guy and I was like, you know, you, you don't really need to just be a douchebag for no reason. Right. And he just kind of stopped talking. Good for you. Back on with no, like, and the guy was like with his friends. And I think his like girlfriends felt uncomfortable because they knew he was like, he was like being blatantly just like rude, a jerk. Bounces. So to the bottom and like, as we're, as we're walking off, like he makes another comment, like to Dan and Michael. And I start yelling at him. <laughs> As he's walking away and as I'm walking in the other direction, and I'm like, and I'm like, all right, I'm like, you don't need to project the fact that you're miserable on us. And I was like, also, you're balding. And I, <gasps> <laughs> oh, Shannon I, with the I low blow. hundred percent. Oh, I blow. that's like, hilarious, though. He probably deserved it. Michael and Dan were like, what is wrong with you? And I, I felt. Honestly, as much as that guy was an ass, like he didn't deserve that. And I felt so bad because I feel like the older you get, the more you realize that like telling a man that he's balding. It's the worst thing you could do. Kind of similar to telling a girl that she's fat. I was angry. I got mad and defensive of Dan, but. That's cute though. You stuck up for your friend. But I, but I do think that I was in the wrong. I think I need to put those days behind me. (laughs) And my goal was like why did you go, go for the balding comment? I was like, honestly, <laughs> I think like, there's this weird part of my brain that like, I know what's going to like affect someone. And you when know, I got off that elevator and that guy started walking away and then he turned around to yell at us again and he turned back around to walk and I saw the bald patch on the back of his head. Like I just went for it <laughs> like a little Tasmanian devil. And I, I like wish I didn't. Cause I, again, like, I feel like sometimes I feel like we, which is great the past two years, I feel like the, whole movement is like don't comment on women's bodies etc and don't comment sometimes on men's I, feel like girls, I feel like girls don't reciprocate that like I feel like you can kind of say shit about like people talking about like oh he has a dad bod or he doesn't have this or he's not tall enough and I feel like that's not really chill either so I was definitely in the wrong but what are you gonna do it's a big city so I probably won't see him again <laughs> well you can't go back there <laughs> oh god <laughs> no I respect that. If I were there, it probably would have been 10 times worse because I would have been egging you on. I would have been like, yeah, yeah. I probably would have probably punched the guy in the face. Anyways, how was your weekend? <laughs> um, Uneventful. I can't remember a single thing that I did. Oh. I think we went, we went, we went shopping a lot on Newberry Street. Like We were there twice. We were there Friday night and then we were there Sunday day. And myself also got mad at a Nordstrom rep because or it was I was at Nordstrom rack and I was trying to return return something and they were like oh our returns are down and I was like what do you mean your returns are your return systems down so I also was getting a little out of pocket (laughs) a little I think there was something in the air we're just feisty we're feisty it's because of the spring you know we're we've been in hibernation all winter we've been nice happy girls having pasta now <laughs> having bikini pasta. seasons upon us we're going to the gym we're not sleeping as much you know we're eating a little healthier and you know your girls they get cranky it's not a good place <laughs> you're to not be. wrong about that i went to my 
personal training session that I got from Equinox, like it's a free one, I'll never be returning again because their prices are astronomical. Um, but I couldn't walk like all weekend. Like I felt so like this time he actually trained you though, right? Yeah, it was. I thought I was going to throw up during it. And all weekend, I was like, I understand now why in handicap stalls, they have railings because I needed a railing all weekend to get up and down off the toilet. I could not move my calves. No, not my calves, my quads. Dude, Your I quad. don't know everything we did. What did you do? I was going to say, what did you do? With it? Was it like a hit workout or was it like weights or? It was weights. Oh, yeah. It was definitely not hit that much. I know I couldn't tell you a single name of an exercise. Oh, I, I did a rowing machine for like a minute. It's neither here nor there, but like (laughs) (laughs) 10 out of 10 recommend if you can afford it, getting personal training done. Um, but no, I, I did go back afterwards. I was very proud of myself. Like I went by myself to the gym and I did my little cardio and I saw myself out. (laughs) So do you think you'll ever like venture over to the to the weights? Um, TBD. Yeah. We'll see. I I still don't. Gym I still don't have any friends. So Abby's in the market for a gym friend. If you see her at Equinox, just go up and say hi. <laughs> just kidding. I think you'd hate that. We'll see. When you're in your most vulnerable state. Literally. But it wasn't as scary. Like I know last week we talked a lot about gym anxiety, and now looking back, I'm like, oh, I'm such a I'm such a wimp. Like it really wasn't that bad. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like, you know, it's always like the first time you go to something, it's yeah, bad. I know. And then I feel like once you're there for a little while, like even at, like even here, like going to the wheat work the first day, I was like, oh my gosh. Wait, what I, is it like, like there? I, is it huge? It's nice. There's so there's like hundreds of them in New York. You know what I mean? Oh. Um, so we've been to two different ones. They're really nice, like big open spaces. There's like kind of like common areas where people are like on their laptops. There's like smaller rooms if you have like calls you need to take and stuff so it's cool it's like being in an office but no one knows each other oh spooky it's cool though I recommend it like I think that if you and obviously like you need to talk to your company about it and stuff because every company is a little different if you are one of those people that's going insane working remotely and you're like I need to go into an office setting like that's kind of how I am like Michael and I when we decided we were going to come to New York we were like First off, our apartment is like 400 square feet. Um, so we were like, there's no way in heck that we can sit in this apartment working all day long. And I feel like when you go to like a coffee shop, it's like too loud and like you right. can't actually like work. So no Wi-Fi. Yeah. And it's just like, there's people talking and it's, just, it's awkward. So we were like, we're definitely doing a WeWork. Um, and I highly recommend it because you get up in the morning and you get like fully ready for work like as and like walk to the office and you're but going into an office. You building. also have the option to not get ready. Like if you want to show up in leggings or sweatpants so we work, you, you can. You can. And that's the beauty of it. Yeah. And I think it's like such a good option because again, like I feel like during the pandemic, there's a lot of companies that have gone back to the office. There's a lot of companies that haven't. Michael's company, for example, like they're pretty much all remote, but it's cool because some people do work in different places of the country. And if you have a company that's like, Hey, we're fully remote, but like, let's say you're someone that really is feeling demotivated by being in your apartment every day working. If you talk to your company, like a lot of them are willing to reimburse getting a pass for WeWork. And it's like, it's like two or $300 a month or something like that. And a lot of companies are willing to like reimburse that if that's something you want to do. So if you feel that way and you like want to be in an office setting, it really is motivating because you know, you're not 
at your apartment surrounded by like a bunch of dishes that you need to do or like your laundry and stuff. And you're like in an office setting, everyone there's working. Like you're not really talking to them because they're not your coworkers. So you're kind of just like dialed in doing your work and then you get up at the end of the day and you leave. So I think it's kind of like a good option for anyone to be honest. It's cheaper than them paying rent for an office. So the least, right, they, yeah, way cheaper. The least you can they're do is money. ask and find out the, the worst thing is they're going to say no. So you might as well try. Exactly. Speaking of health and wellness though, so we, this is something that we're super excited about and honestly a brand that we have been using for months and months and months, um, that finally we kind of got something together with. So we are officially partners with peak, which is like a sun goddess matcha. We've talked it about is, them before. You oh did. yeah. I did talk you about them on product. The matcha. Spotlight, right. Yep. Mm-hmm manifesting. Um, so basically peak, um, they are a matcha. Um, they come in individual packets. They're amazing. And they're like ceremonial grade. I think it's like quadruple. Is it quadruple? Like I have no idea, but peak has, you need to check them out on their website. It's peaklife.com, P-I-Q-U-E life.com. They have so many different products. They have like green teas, black teas, herbal teas, matchas. They have things for, you know, your immune support, your digestion. You know, if you want to calm your nerves or get radiant skin, they have so many different things. I know Shan and I love their matcha. We've talked about them before, but honestly, go check them out. And if you guys want to try something, you can use our code DAW5 to get some money off your order. Yeah. And sorry, I was having like a (laughs) momentary brain (laughs) brain part and the word I was going to say was quadruple toxin screened 100% organic and it's ceremonial grade so yeah like Abby said there's a bunch of different teas that they offer but Mm -hmm. the one that I think is probably the most popular is the sun goddess matcha just to brighten your skin it's just a curb like sugar and hunger craving so that's something that you're into um there's chlorophyll in it which supports like skin clarity it's supposed to help your metabolism there's like a million different benefits and there's a lot of matchas out there but this is the only one that I genuinely can say makes me feel the best, feel alert. I make coffee like addict. And my, one of my main goals in 2022 is to get my coffee and take down from like five to six cups a day. To, like, <gasps> no. Um, and ever since I started drinking peak, like I'll have a coffee, I'll have a peak after that. And I'm good for the rest of the day. And it doesn't make you feel like jittery the way coffee does. Yeah. It makes you feel very alert and awake, but not jittery. Um, and you can, you can do it any way you want. You can put it into a water bottle and like shake it up and it's good to drink. Um, it's soluble in cold water and hot water. So you can literally throw it in a water bottle and you're, you're good to go. You can also make like a little latte with it. If you want to get like oat milk or almond milk and heat it up. Um, so it's just really amazing. Um, and yeah, you can use our code DAW, DAW5 for some money off your order. I love that for us. We love that for you guys too. Let us know if you guys try it because I know we're going to be peak until we die. Oh, peak until we die. Peak, a little sneaky that. peaky with peak. So cute. <laughs> and they come in these cute little pack, like packets. So you can literally throw a few in your purse. Like if you're going away for a few days or something. It's yeah. amazing. All right. Let's dive into drunk deets. Um, quick update. If you didn't know, Will Smith is banned from the Oscars for 10 years. 10 years. What do we think? Is that a fair punishment? Is that aggressive? Is 10 years too much? Not enough? What do you think? So I know that we, we put up a poll about this. I know like the feedback was pretty split. It was. 
I don't know. Like, I just don't know. I, I feel like I'm indifferent, which I feel like I'm a very opinionated person. And yeah. normally I'm not indifferent about anything. I think here's the thing. I don't have an issue with the punishment. I have an issue with the fact that they, like every person that works for the Oscars, everyone behind the scenes stood back the Academy, whoever the hell those people are, they stood back and watched this happen. They stood back and watched Will Smith assault Chris Rock, did nothing about it. Let the whole show continue for a while. Let the after parties happen. And then once people were pissed, they were like, all right, all right, well, we'll ban them for 10 years. I feel like I just have such an issue with these celebrities or celebrity adjacent whatever people who just like they only do things when they see that people are pissed. And it's like right. too little too late. Like you're like, what are your intentions? You're just trying to, you're trying to keep your ratings high. You want people to keep watching. You want people to be like, Oh, the Oscars, they did such a good thing. Good for them. I'll definitely tune in next year. Like that's all they freaking care about. They don't care about the fact that Will Smith assaulted someone. So I just think it's phony. And I really just don't, I don't care. I don't care if I see him there. I don't care if I don't see him there. I probably won't see him there. Cause I'm not going to be watching. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know, I feel like everyone was waiting to find out like what was going to happen, like if there were going to be any repercussions of, like for Will Smith, but I don't care about Will Smith. I want to know what happened, who got fired at the Academy, because okay. we know that, you know, someone, someone got their ass handed to them served on a, on a plate because whoever let that whole ordeal happen like why did they need to show him yelling like once he went on stage and sat back down like some like some camera guy was like let me point the camera at will smith continuing to berate chris rock like what cameraman thought that that was a good idea like he has That's to be fired he has to be fired no like i yeah. need to know i don't i don't care about will smith what happened to the camera guy and the sound That's a great no. point. The sound guy's fine. He muted the sign in America, at least. So that's a really good point, Abby. Like, I don't even actually give a shit about <laughs> Will like, Smith, Will Smith yeah. at all. Like, there's so much more that's happening behind the scenes. Also, you think that if you work there, like the second that he gets on stage and punches him, you think they're like cut to commercial, cut to commercial. Right. They're like throwing on some sort of ad for like, you know, they're putting on like the band Skittles commercial or something like <laughs> they're like digging for like whatever they can find. The fact that the like, but there's also part of me that's like, do we kind of respect like that camera guy that was like, nah, screw it. I'm just going to, I mean, do I, do I respect the camera guy? <laughs> Hell yeah. Thank you per, for providing us this content, but like, I need to know what happened to him. Like, I'm not saying like, I want the camera guy fired. I just want to know, like, how are you? Like, what's up? Are I you want, still employed? <laughs> I want a reality TV show for for him like I don't want to watch the D'Amelio's I want to watch this guy and I want to know like what went into his decision making Wait, I agree are, with that. are you gonna watch the Kardashians speaking of the D'Amelio's I want to say no but um, like pro probably it, by the time this episode comes out it'll be aired and I'm like counting down the hours until it airs I can't wait here's the thing about the Kardashians like I hate them as much as the next girl but you can't help but want to keep up like you, you have to keep up and they're just as addicted to us as we are to them. And it's so you're, toxic. You're so right. Cause they, why like, else would they sign with Hulu if they weren't addicted to No, they're this? obsessed. 
They are. And Kris Jenner is a mastermind because she leaves us wanting more. Like how much more invested can America and the rest of the world be in one family? Like they're just one family, but I'll be tuning in. I, I recently, I forgot that they were going to be on Hulu and I recently canceled my Hulu because I don't watch anything on Hulu, but I was like, Oh shit, I need to get my Hulu back because I'm watching the Kardashians. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's what they wanted. At the end of the day, I'm I'm wondering, like, did they when they quit E and they were like, all right, keeping up with the Kardashians is over. Part of me thinking about the genius that Chris Jenner, Chris Kardashian, whatever she's going by, is, is like, did that was that just a facade because they wanted to get off like cable network and they wanted to get like they do this whole like coming to an end after all these years obviously everyone tunes in for the last season like everyone's freaking out like what are we going to do without keeping up with the Kardashians? a few short months later they decided to do this new show on hulu so there's two options either they really did want to quit and they quit and then they realize like they can't live without without the fame and without the reality tv show or this whole time they knew they were probably going to continue with a different platform but they were like oh let's make people think we're going to quit so we can increase like get the hype back up again um i could see them doing either but i guess if we're going the route of they really did think that they were going to be done with it it's funny because you you'd think that people that have had the cameras on them their entire lives would just reach this pinnacle of like i'm done with this shit and i just like want to live a normal life which is what you see with so many celebrities and i think ultimately like they're just so obsessed with the fame and staying relevant but i also kind of respect the fact like do you know how hard it is to stay relevant for that many years like so many people like blow up and like fade out and the fact that like kim kardashian has been as famous as she has for this long like that's impressive and that's a lot of work and i think you have to kind of commend them for that at the end of the day dude i get stressed when we skip a, a week of podcasting so i'm like are people gonna forget about us so i give them major props to you know continuing to do this because i mean i do do you know the podcast not skinny but not fat yeah kim kardashian just did an interview on there you should if anyone likes a kardashian go listen to it it was like a quick like 35 40 minute episode but um loved it 10 out of 10 obsessed with kim she i i don't know if it was her podcast or just another interview but she did say that they're more strict on hulu because it's a disney like it's owned by disney and so they can't swear and i'm like oh ew like, I don't know if I want that. <laughs> I know. So I'm curious to see what the vibe is. but What it's like. I mean, I guess they all have, like, kids now and stuff, so maybe it'll be a little bit more PC anyways. I don't know. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have a problem. I, I don't really love Kylie. I don't have an issue with Kim. Like, I know everyone gave her shit when she said, like, the whole, like, get your ass up and work comment because everyone was like, it's easy to say when you're, like, you know, have a Privileged. silver spoon. I'm sorry. I know so many people that are trust fund babies come from a ton of money who did nothing but a bunch of drugs threw all their money away and like are a waste of space. Like you kind of have to respect someone that was born into that privilege and still hustles. And sure. Was she given opportunity that other people were not 100%, but she also did get her ass up every day and work. And I do respect that for her. So I don't know. Yeah. We are stands of Miss Kim K. You know how you thought that Avril Lavigne was dead? Yes. Well, apparently she's engaged or so the lookalike is someone is engaged. All that. So Avril Lavigne and Modson. I don't know who Modson is. Do you? Yeah, I do. What he's is, like is a, he a rapper, rocker singer, guy, right? Oh, a punk rocker. I don't, you're, <laughs> you're asking the wrong person, but well, 
Michael like knows someone that knows him. Yeah, he's like a singer. He's like in that whole like punky. Okay, thing. so similar vibe. Love that for them if they can relate. But reason why I'm bringing it up is because we put on a story a poll of her engagement ring, and it is a heart shaped ring. Me personally, if someone presented me with that, I would have to decline. I'd be like, nah, like I'm sorry love you but like let's circle back another time with like a circle like I'm here for the circle diamond but someone slid in our dms and said that they're the most expensive and so I fact checked them and it's true heart-shaped diamonds it's because they're the most difficult shape to cut which makes sense like it makes sense because it's like a curve it's a curve but it's just like a rare, a rare diamond. Like not a lot of, not a lot of jewelers will do that cut. So it's harder to get AKA more expensive. And I'm like, but like, why? Yeah. I don't know. I, I could see it going two ways. I personally am not into the, the heart look, um, because I like a little bit more of like a classic look. I feel like they have that whole vibe though. The whole like, you know, punky kind of like different vibe. So I could but, see her liking something that's like so different like that. And also like knowing how rare it is and like how difficult it is to find one. I feel like I sometimes I feel like celebrities care more about that than they do about how something physically looks. I feel like, what is that called? Like a pear or what is it? Like a mar, it's like a mar something shape, marquise, mar. I don't know yeah, what the, the shape is. But that shape cut, like, I feel like would be more her vibe. Because that, that Mark Marquise, whatever cut is, looks like you could, like, kill someone. And, like, I feel like that would be her edgy vibe. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. like, yeah, the pear or, like, the teardrop or whatever. But I feel like that yeah. one's also kind of, like, an old school, like, classic. Like, I don't... Honestly, here's the thing. I think whatever ring you want, good for you. I think he definitely, I would hope, cleared that with her prior. He had to. One of my friends, <laughs> her and I want the same ring. And she was talking about her boyfriend and, you know, they're pretty serious. And they were talking about the idea of like, you know, someday getting engaged. And she was telling him like a little bit about what she'd want. And she was kind of showing him pictures, like not in an aggressive way, but just kind of they were on the subject. And she was like, yeah, I really like this cut. <laughs> and he goes, um, he says, yeah, but. Like, I kind of think I'd want to, like, surprise you a little bit, you know? Like, I'd probably want to no. do something that, like, you didn't expect. And she was like, no. No. You do not surprise You don't girl. have to wear that you ring every day. And I know that there's some chill girls out there that are like, what are you talking about? Like, my boyfriend, my fiance surprised me, and now we're married with 15 kids. And, like, that's <laughs> great for you. The average girl does not want to be surprised me with the location, surprised me with the people that are there, surprised me with anything honestly else do not surprise me with something that I need to carry around for the rest of my life no but actually I feel like if she gave him the okay and was like I really like the heart and like it's so unique I think it's fine if anything else I think I'd be a little weary of picking something that bold and different gentlemen that are listening (laughs) moral of the story check with your girl or your girl's best friend because you know that that girl has a photo strapped and ready to go you know that most girls have been planning their wedding and the the ring that they want since they were 12 years old. So what shape do you want? Yeah. I like the, well, actually 
I've changed, which is weird. I always wanted an oval and now I like, don't like, I I love ovals. I want like a elongated radiant. I think they're called elongated cushion, like basically a rectangle. Okay. Well, so there's like, which which um, are rare too. And they're hard to find, which I just looked at, I just looked up diamond shapes. So there's the emerald and there's radiant. So they're very yeah. similar. I don't know what the difference is. I don't. So the emerald is the one where you can literally see the squares inside of it. Like you can see the rectangle and then the bigger rectangle and then the bigger rectangle. Okay. You can visibly see that. The radiant is like, it looks like a, like a cushion cut. Like if you were to like look at like the way that the prisms or whatever work, it looks yeah. like a cushion cut. It's just in a right, like a rectangle shape. So I like, I mean, I like the emerald cut as well. I just, it's not for me. I like the way that the cushion like cut looks. Okay, I don't, so but I Michael, want the shape of the rectangle. Michael, if you're listening, Michael knows all this. He's good. <laughs> good. <laughs> good. And and I want a round if anyone's listening. Uh, just a what? A round. Just putting it out. There. Oh, is it a wrap? I was like, is that like a like a new thing? A new thing. I want a wrap. I want to want a wrap. Now I'm hungry. Speaking of engagement, Benifer is engaged. <sighs> yeah, I'm really hungry too. Actually, <laughs> like, I might actually starving and because of the roaches we don't keep food in here oh my god wait so, you got them exterminated you have to tell the people oh there yeah was- we had an ex- we had an exterminator come <laughs> there was a nest um, yeah there was a little like there was like a, a little like some baby roaches and he got rid of them stop <laughs> behind the refrigerator uh, honestly right? though like they, they're pretty much gone like i haven't seen one in a while like every now and then you'll see like one that's kind of like half dead limping around um <laughs> but they're gone you're the so part. you're so unfazed you're like eh, it's just it is no there, there was a point where I got bad because I was very very cool I feel like Michael and I have this like dynamic where like if one of us is sick the other one doesn't get sick if one of us is freaking out the other one is like so when he was freaking out so much about the ro- roaches I was able to keep my cool once he started getting chill I started like kicking it up a notch, <laughs> a notch, like, like throwing it in, into like, what is it? Fourth gear, fifth gear, throwing it in some sort of high gear. Um, I think when I started seeing like they, cause they put poison down and they were like, all were kind of like half dying. And I think I was like, one day I was here and Michael was at the WeWork. So there was like some dead ones in the kitchen and I like, which is good. Cause that means that they're, they're gone. Right. But I was, I was sweeping them up. And as I was doing that, I just felt so disgusted and freaked out and I was like oh my god and I just started like flipping out and I was like Michael like I'm gonna throw up I don't know what to do I was like calling him and he was like what's wrong and I was like there's dead roaches and I don't know what to do <laughs> leave him until um, he gets home I did have like a minor freak out but we've come out the other side but I think now we're just kind of both scarred so we just like don't really have food here so I got home and I was like I'm so hungry but anyways what were we talking about Benifer. um Benifer. I just need everyone listening to know that just because it worked out for Benifer doesn't mean that you should hit up your ex and like try to rekindle the flame because I feel like this is once in a million occurrence like what they were separated for how long a decade more I have no idea yeah I don't know a very long time and like that that's just not that's not that's just not realistic people don't just like rekindle after over a decade apart and like it works out like maybe you rekindle it but like getting married like i mean good for them i'm happy for them i i hope jennifer um the other jennifer is okay (laughs) yeah i know right because that's kind of like a slap in the face that's kind of a slap in the face like i don't know i feel like i would feel like shit if like 
Wait, that's so true. You know? And the fact that they're both Jennifer. No, Ben got lucky with that one. He can't, like, slip up the name and be like, oh, Christy, I mean, Jennifer. Like, no, it's just Jennifer. I love Jennifer Gardner. Now I'm just, like, thinking about it. I'm getting pissed. Justice like, I think she's like, I don't know why. I just, like, randomly just, I feel angry because I feel like she's, I don't know, like, I just love her. But, no, I agree with you. I think the concept of, like, getting back together with your ex and thinking even though it didn't work out in the past it's gonna work out this time is something that doesn't usually happen because usually reason it didn't work the first time um it's like the movie he's just not that into you mm-hmm. every girl wants to be the exception but like the rule is the rule for for a reason you right. know what i mean and i feel like we're always looking for the exception there's like this scene in the beginning where they're showing all these girls and they're like well he didn't call after the date it's been two days and her friends are like well, maybe he like woke up early and, you know, had to go to work. So he didn't have time to call you. And it's like, no, like the guy probably just doesn't like you. And I feel like the whole movie is about like people trying to make excuses and be like, well, it worked. Like I know a girl who knew a girl who, you know, they broke up and, you know, 10 years later they rekindled and they got back together. So that could happen to you too. But like, that's the exception to the rule. The rule is that usually if you know, you have a bad breakup with someone and 10 years goes by and they've each remarried and now you rekindle, like, it's probably, like, it's probably not going to happen again. So I feel like it does give people false hope. With that being said, I mean, I I wish them the best if that works out. I don't, I don't think it was too soon. Like, do you think they got engaged too soon after getting back together? I feel like no one waits anymore. He's just like, she was just, wasn't, she was just engaged to someone else. He was just like with that young girl after him and his wife had a falling out. He was like dealing with all these, you know, personal issues, which like, obviously like he was working out, which is fine. Like they they both have just like a lot going on. And I feel like these celebrities just jump into these freaking marriages. I don't understand. I've never seen anything like it. Dude, they do. And it makes me feel like, like I need to rush or that I'm not going fast enough and it's just like honestly not a good not not good role models but it's just like I feel like having like it could have a negative impact on people it's like no like if you and your significant significant other like aren't ready to marry each other after nine months like there's something wrong with you and like that's not the case at all it's weird I don't know I mean there, there probably are like studies on it or something, but there has to be something like wrong with celebrities. They all do this shit. They like, mar- they date someone for like two months and then they get engaged and then they all get divorced and then they do it with someone else. And even the ones you think are going to work out long-term like Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, like they don't work out either. It's just like, again, not to ever put like a negative connotation on someone's like engagement, but it's just very, like, like it's almost childish behavior. Like why wouldn't you, try to like see if something's actually going to work instead of rushing into a marriage because you also have freaking children and you're dragging them into it which is not cool and you're making this like impulsive like megan fox like you have children and you're making these impulsive decisions off of someone you've only been dating for like a short amount of time you just gotta have another relationship you're dragging your kids into it getting them attached and who knows if it's gonna work out i think it's honestly i think selfish do you think they signed a prenup i I feel like you would have to they must, right? I also feel like with that high profile, both parties have so many like assets and so much money. Like I feel like it's so complicated that you probably want to print up just to like make everything. Yeah. Neat. Like regardless of being a celebrity and like you should probably have a prenup if you're a celebrity, but like if you didn't work out once already, like there's a 50-50 chance that like you might not work out again. So like a prenup yeah. is probably non-negotiable. At least it would be for me if I were a celebrity. Yeah. 
Would you ever date someone that was divorced? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, that's tough. I want to say, I don't know. Part of me is like, that's bad juju. They're bad luck. And like the other part is like, no, like everyone like shit happens. Like that's not necessarily a reflection on them. Like we all make mistakes. (laughs) Some larger. We all make mistakes. Yeah. It's just crazy to think that like up until this point, when like when you're single, you're meeting guys out and about like at bars or through friends that are, you know, probably like single or maybe like at a, a long-term relationship. But like, as we get closer to get into like our thirties and stuff, like our single girlfriends are going to be meeting guys that are like, Oh no, like I'm divorced. And it's like a whole nother like dynamic of guys who probably did got married when they were like earlier, like, you know, after college or in their earlier mid twenties who are now on the market that weren't on the market that whole other time. I just think that's like, I just, realize that that's just like crazy to think about hopefully we never have to um cross that bridge <laughs> i know as i feel like it depends on like why they got divorced yeah like, like if the other why? person cheated like that's not their fault but not their fault. it would have to i would have to know why they got divorced to really give you an answer yeah i feel like i'd be like so petty about it <laughs> like like if i was like dating a guy and he was like divorced and like, let's say he did things that were annoying. I'd probably, I'd probably just like try to like really get to the bottom of like why he got divorced and like, see if it was like, because of like who he is as a person and be like, well, he, well, he never changed. I'd probably try to like track down his ex and like understand like her point of view. Cause I think there's two sides to every story. It's probably just like best that I never get into that situation. <laughs> I feel like you'd be like, oh, did you take the trash out for Jessica? Cause you never take the trash out for me. <laughs> Like just this low blows Jessica the entire time. You. <laughs> this is why Jessica left you. Aww. We're Jessica. Oh, it's okay. In this scenario, Jessica actually comes out ahead because she doesn't have to be with the guy anymore. Yeah. Oh God. Well, speaking of, um, he's just not that into you. Maybe she's just not that into you. Oh. <laughs> so I had a guy friend recently reach out to me, and. I thought it was really nice that he confided in me to be like, listen, this girl just said this, like, what the fuck? So basically, long story short, he went on a first date with a girl, right? He thinks it went swimmingly, like, perfect. And so he's like... Oh, really? Like, he was like 10 out of 10? Yeah, like, I like this girl. Like, she was cool. I want to take her out on another date. So he slides back in, texts her, asks her to go out to go out again and he gets hit with um basically I'll summarize the text it wasn't long at all but basically said you know I got more so friend vibes from you like we should just like be friends so basically friend zoned him and I was like okay like what's wrong with that like and he was like Abby that was probably the worst thing she could have ever said to me I would have rather she just didn't answer and I was like oh my god why and so I guess I just like forgot that like men can be so sensitive but it it made me wonder like is there etiquette to rejecting a guy because I feel like I don't know I don't have that much experience rejecting guys I don't 
it's so weird because there's nothing that you can do that's the right answer. Is I feel like rejection right just hurts and it doesn't matter how you're getting rejected. It's going to hurt your feelings. And like put yourself in his shoes, right? Like let's say you went out with a guy and you thought the date was awesome. And like you really like, let's say you went out with mystery man for the first time and it was like a great date and you were like obsessed with him. And then you follow up and be like, hey, I had a lot of fun last night. And he just texts back and goes, I think of you was more of a friend. Like that would hurt, right? Oh no, a hundred percent. I definitely see like why he was upset. Cause like you just got friend zone. She basically just said like, nah, I don't see you anything more than platonic, which is fine. But should she have, I don't know. I feel like uh, our generation is ghosting way too much. Like ghosting is an acceptable thing to do in this dating culture. And mode of transportation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, I don't know, I don't like, know is it better to ghost a guy versus tell him the truth? Like, is ignorance really bliss? I don't know. That's a good question. And like, can men really not handle the truth? I don't know. Like, the more you say that, I would like to think, and I feel like it's because a lot of women, not to generalize, but I feel like are overly analytical. If it didn't work out with a guy, I want to know like, what did I do? What happened? Like what was going through his head at that exact moment where he decided that he didn't think I was the one for him. And like, why did he think that way? And like, was it the shirt I was wearing? And like, <laughs> we obsess and obsess and obsess. Yeah. And I feel like men compartmentalize right where they like will hit you up and then they'll hit you up and then they'll hit you up and if you stop answering eventually they kind of forget about it so Mm -hmm. I personally think what she did was extremely like respectful and kind and she let him down easy she didn't lead him along which I feel like most girls have an issue like with trying to like say no on the date I was really nice you keep talking to him because you don't want to hurt his feelings but you, you end up leading him on I think what she did was super respectful and I really admire girls that can be that up front. And I feel like she was trying to be kind, but I do also think that men hate Are to be rejected. <laughs> well, I also think like men just like a lot of men's love languages, like words of affirmation. And I feel like they don't like to be rejected. And if they can just like play it off as like, ah, oh, like whatever, like it just didn't click. And like, they never get that like closure. Maybe that's okay. I feel like I don't know like is ghosting better I feel like ghosting is such a cop-out but like at the same time you can blame ghosting on like a million things you can be like oh maybe she just like got really busy and like whatever versus like straight up being told oh no I see you as a friend I feel like like you said girls are so analytical and they overthink so much but like if a girl if a girl got ghosted she can't let that go. She can't accept it. She can't move on because she wants to know why she wants to know, like you said, like, what about me? Did you not like, was it something I said? Was it something I did? Was it something I didn't say or didn't do? What? Yeah. Like, was I ugly in person? Did you think I was a catfish? Like what about me? But guys, I feel like, like you said, like they, I feel like they can move on so much quicker. Like, okay, cool. On to the next. She didn't answer whatever. He's not sitting there laying in bed at night thinking like, oh, why didn't Abby answer me? What? Yeah. You know, like they just. That's so true. So maybe it is better for them to be ghosted so they can just get over it. And because they're probably going to think, ah, like whatever she was like, she sucked anyways and move on versus like being told the truth. Cause you're right. Like, I know like I've been ghosted before and it's like in your head, you're like, at what point like I we had a whole episode on ghosting where we talked about it where it's like girls are like at what point like the way that he looked at me seemed like he liked me and then they're sitting down with all their girlfriends for weeks and weeks and weeks straight talking about it and guys aren't doing that shit they're just like ah yeah I don't know dude she like stopped answering whatever so maybe yeah 
some people maybe, like want that closure. Some people need it to move on, but I feel like other people can't handle closure. <laughs> like can't handle. What about the, the lie? What about the white lie? What about the classic like, hey, like I had so much fun with you. Like I really appreciate you taking me out. I'm just like not emotionally in a place for a relationship. I oh, need classic. to work on myself and like my growth and like I don't know who I am and like I need to know who I am alone. Like what about that? Like do you think that is a merciful thing to say to someone that you're just really not into, but he was like a nice guy. Or do you think that's just like such a cop out and everyone's used it? Um, I think everyone's 1000% use it. I think it's probably the most used excuse. <laughs> I think I would rather someone, someone tell me like, I'm not over my ex than say that. Than really? Kind of. Yeah. Cause it's like, okay, then I'm why not did over my ex would piss me off though, because I'd be thinking about it. I'd be like, all right, like, I'd constantly be thinking about this other person. It's obviously just so much better than me. I don't know. I feel like I would be more empathetic towards someone who can't get over their ex. But if you say you're not ready for a relationship and then you waste my time, like, cool, bro. Like, then why did you just waste my time? Like, why did you get my hopes up? I don't know. I think that's, yeah. I think that's why there isn't, like, there's no perfect thing you can ever say to someone. That's like, wow, that was the perfect rejection line. It's always going to suck for someone. And like, I think we're all different human beings. So like something that might not hurt my feelings as much might hurt the next person's feelings more. Like, I don't know. I think she probably was doing what she thought she would like to hear if she was in his shoes, which I do respect. Cause I think she's trying to be very like upfront and honest and like not lead someone along. Maybe like his method, his preferred method of transportation is ghosting. So like, maybe that's kind of what he would have preferred. But in the end of the day, like there's nothing, like I'm trying to think like there's, there's nothing you can say that's going to work that people are going to be like, okay, yes. Like that makes sense. Now I'm like, you know, I'm okay with the situation. Like it's always going to suck whether the person doesn't answer or if they make up a lie about like needing to work on themselves or like I'm not over my ex. Like I feel like any of those things are going to piss someone off and going to hurt someone's feelings. And I feel like that's just like a risk you take when you date. It's also just weird because think about how many people, like when you go, when you go out on dates, especially if it's like online dating and stuff, like, I wonder what the percentages are, like how many people you have to guess before you find someone that you're actually going to date. So like most of the dates you're going to go on are going to be failures. You know what I mean? That's true. And also like first dates, like the whole point of dating is to get to know each other and see if you actually want to like take it a step further. So if you go on a first date, like I don't think first date, uh, I guess I just, I'm a hypocrite, but I don't think first dates, not a hypocrite, but I just contradict him. I'm about to contradict myself, but like, it's not a waste of time. Well, it's a waste of time if you know that you're not over your ex or if you're not ready for a relationship. But the whole point of a first date is to see if you guys are compatible and like have similar interests and hobbies and whatever. And if you don't, like, if there's no spark, if you have nothing in common, then what's the, like, what's the point of continuing on? Yeah. And the more that you talk to, the more I'm even thinking, like, a first date should really be treated as, like, you don't really, owe the, neither party owes the person, yeah, like, no, neither party owes the person anything. Because you're truly meeting someone for the first time. If you met them online, you don't even know them yet. You're yeah. feeling their vibe out. Like, I feel like when I was single, I would go on dates with people and would, wouldn't feel any like spark or anything. And then, you know, they text you after and you're like, uh, you feel this weird obligation to keep talking to them because you went on a date with them. But in reality, like most of the first dates you go on 
are not going to lead to a second date. So like, I almost feel like there should be this mutual agreement at the end of the first date where people are like, okay, like we don't text each other unless we really feel like we want to like something more because you shouldn't have to feel obligated to talk to every person you want to date with. Like when you know that most of them aren't going to work out, like what's the point? Right. I feel like it should truly just be a trial run and you get to know each other and you should be able to walk away and not say, say another word to each other unless there was this crazy like chemistry or crazy spark that you both felt. And I feel like that rarely ever happens. I think the in this situation, I think the where wires got crossed is like, well, why did one person think it went well and the other one didn't? Like, I yeah. feel like in order to feel a spark, you have to both feel that spark. Like if there's chemistry, like you're going to feel it. You think so, but I honestly, I don't know. I feel like I've met people before where I was like, nope. And they were like, wow, like had so much fun. I was like, what are you talking about? And reverse, right? Like when you yeah. meet a guy and you feel like this crazy spark and then he never talks to you again. And you're like, well, what the hell happened? I thought it was charming, charismatic, funny when I needed to be. Like, funny I when know. I needed to be. <laughs> well, I'm like the worst person to like even ask for advice on this. So take everything I say with a grain of salt because I've literally never been on a first date. My first and only date was a double date with you. So, and here we are. So obviously it went well. I don't know, but when I've you definitely, the rat. <laughs> ew, I've definitely, <laughs> um, like ghosted guys before, but not like after a date. It's just like talking to someone and I just, I don't know. Peter, what would you prefer um, in this scenario? I mean, I've been ghosted before, so I think I'd probably just want them to tell me. Really? Like what Shannon was mentioning with them leading you on. It's just at that point, I feel like it's a waste of time. Yeah. So it's like I'd prefer have however long it they're leading me on for the time to move on and, you know, find someone new. But would you want a girl to be like, nah I just see you as a friend or just never answer you again like do you want to know the truth um or can you not handle the truth Peter <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I think I'd I think I'd want her to tell me you want constructive criticism yeah okay well see that's what I mean though everyone's different it's so interesting how, like we're all you know what we should add into dating apps and I'm gonna say it right now we should add a spot where you can put how your preferred method of rejection would be. Like, <laughs> Wait, that's think about genius. it. You're getting rejected so much when you're on dating apps and like everyone gets all like, you know, heartbroken all the time. But what if when you fill out your hinge profile, you write like, you know, if you go on a date with me and you don't see it working out, please tell me, you know, why to my face and just be very upfront with me. Or what if you're like, hey, if you don't like me, please just ghost me. Never answer me again. Because I feel like it's so true. And that just takes the pressure off because then you don't have to sit there trying to figure out a creative way of blowing this guy off. He already told you how he likes to be blown off. So there you go. <laughs> All right. So we should email the people at Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, Raya right now. I think it's a good, like, I think it's a good idea. I think it can catch some traction. It makes everyone's lives easier. I, I don't know. I agree. I, oh my God. I think it's kind of like, it's a, it's also like nice because every person out there, I don't care if you're the most beautiful person in the world is going to get rejection rejected at some point in their lives. So if you can just like let people know, Hey, this would probably make me feel less shitty. Then there you go. But like, maybe you should feel shitty. I feel like we need to feel shitty in order to grow. Like if you, yeah. if you prefer being ghosted, then you're just like, you're not going to ever like, no, why? 
Yeah, no, like, I feel like constructive criticism is good because, like, maybe you should step up your game. Maybe you should, like, be more charming or, like, be more of a gentleman or something. Like, if you don't know, then if you're constantly wondering, like, like, if you have first dates, not saying this is the case with my guy friend, but, like, if you constantly have first dates that aren't going anywhere and you have no idea why... Wouldn't, wouldn't you want a girl to tell you why so that you know what right. you need to do more or less of? Like maybe you look know? inward. Yeah, that's a good point. Like if someone would prefer to not know the truth, like is that someone that probably should like look inward and <laughs> figure out why things aren't working out? I think that's a good point too. Yeah, really, really good points all around. I think for me personally, like if I had like a way, if I was like, okay, so if you don't see this going anywhere, like just tell me straight up like the truth. And I feel like if people did that for me, it would help me not to wonder. Cause I feel like, again, we talk about this, like girls, we always constantly like analyze things and we're always wondering like, well, like what if this, what if that? And I feel like it would take the what if out of it, which would be kind of nice. <laughs> Sorry, Michael is home from rollerblading. So he's just trying to butt in on the podcast. Does Michael want to make a, what is it? What is it called in that ping pong game? Uh, a mon- surprise what shop. What a money? Sh- no. Oh, a celebrity, celebrity shot. shot. Does Michael want to make a celebrity shot? I think he does. Get in here. No. No. Are you nervous? Michael. Yeah. yeah. Michael. Get in here. What's up? Are you with Dan too? Oh, can we yeah. ask Dan? Hey Wait, Dan. I have a question yeah. for you. We're we're doing our Wednesday. Are we no. live? Yeah, we're, we're live. live. We're doing our Wednesday night um, classic after we record, we go out thing. Dan. Hey, Dan, come over here. Would you, would yeah. you rather a girl, you don't have to be on camera, but you just have to answer my question. Would you rather a girl after a first date ghost you or tell you that, or tell you why you're not getting a second date? Would you rather her say, hey, Dan, like, you're really nice, but I see you, like, more as a friend or this isn't going anywhere? Or would you rather... Sure, yeah, she's going to have a big fat cat. Or would you rather her just never text you again? Like, what would be better? Probably probably just tell you. Tell you? Okay, so Dan can handle like, oh, the truth. I'd rather she tells me. You'd rather... I don't want her to tell me that we're better off as friends. <laughs> just like, this isn't going anywhere. Okay, <laughs> why, don't, why don't you want her to tell you that... You're better off as friends. We're not gonna we're not gonna hang out. <laughs> like we're not gonna be friends after this. Honestly, Michael's such a realist. He's like he's like, don't throw like the friends line at me. He's like, we're, we're not gonna be friends. Love it's like that. The, the scene from Wolf of Wall Street. Except the opposite. Except in reverse. Um, but yeah, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Well, this that's all for this week's folks. Um but Gail, you're going to be visiting me in New York soon. I'm super excited. We hope. We we freaking hope. Nothing's booked yet, but I hope to come visit you in like a week or what two. Mean, nothing's booked yet. Nothing's booked, booked yet. It? No, you don't answer the group chat. But if you're a girl in the Boston area looking to make new friends, we have 6,000 girls that are waiting to be your friend. We just hit 6K in our private Facebook group. So Yay. head over to our Instagram. It's at drinksafterwork underscore. There's a Hoobie link in our bio. Click on that little Hoobie link. It'll take you to where you can find our Facebook group or just search Drinks After Work Boston Baddies on Facebook and become a Boston Baddie today. 
become a boss and body today. Everyone have a great week. Do me a huge favor. Update your dating profiles. Let people know how you would prefer to get rejected. Let's just start being open and honest. And if you prefer to get ghosted, then look inward because there's probably something wrong with you. Thank you guys so much. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.